BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. <laughs> hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug, and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies. Coming to you once again from the who, what, where, when, and whyville for another Homes Alone edition. It's Sunday, January 24th, 2021, and my guests today are Claire Kramer, Sam Morrill, and Caroline Williams. Hello, everybody. Yay! Hey. <laughs> uh, let's meet everybody uh, individually, starting with our first-time guest today, a true horror movie queen from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 to Hatchet 3 to her new film that you can see now. You could stop listening to this immediately and watch her new film, 10 Minutes to Midnight. That's not a recommended time to watch the movie. That's just the title of the film. 10 to Midnight. <laughs> it is. Hi. First time guest on the show, Caroline Williams. Hello, Caroline. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I have absolutely no idea what to expect. I know. That's what happens sometimes. <laughs> you get these lovely marriages with uh, publicists that, uh, that know me and know the show. They'll say, hey, how about uh, Caroline Williams? I bet you she'd be a fun guest. And I go, I bet you you're right. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's see what happens. And uh, your movie is uh, generating a lot of buzz on the uh, on the internet, a lot there's a lot of a uh, lot of chatter. And what, where's it at with Rotten Tomatoes? I thought it's like I saw you posting about how it's way up there on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, we're we, we used to be 100 percent fresh, and now we're just 99.99 percent. Oh damn! Who? What kind of? Who was that one idiot? <laughs> you know, some schmucky guy. It just you can tell he person. wanted to be the guy with the rotten tomato. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and why, he, so, he's probably, yeah. So what is the significance of the title, uh, 10 Minutes to Midnight? Why is it named after that, uh, that time of the evening? 
Because Amy Marlowe loves starting her radio show 10 minutes before midnight so she can be with her listeners during that moment of transition when uh-huh. we hit midnight. So kind right. of one of the transition is is one of the themes of the movie. Yeah, that's why I start like my shows start tend to start at 415 because I want to be there with everybody at 420. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, that transition happens, a magic sensibility. <laughs> well, thank you so much for for being here, and uh, we will of course uh, plug the movie again uh, at the end of the show for everybody who uh, has uh, a short memory. Also, well, thank you for having me. <laughs> also joining us today is uh, Claire Kramer. Is back finally after. Woo! I don't know how long it's been, Claire. It's been it's been a while, but I'm so happy to be back, uh, Doug. Thank you for having me. And it's funny, I was mentioning to you before we started recording that literally the same day you texted me, someone, one of my friends was like, when are you going to go back on Doug Loves Movies? And so it was, I think it was meant to be. Yeah, really, <laughs> yeah it really came together. I don't know. If- <laughs> That's a mutual friend of ours, or just uh, if it was just, uh, you know, kismet, as they say. But I was thinking of you mainly because lately we've been doing that thing again where if somebody wins uh, at the end of these uh, silly games that we play, they're invited to return again as champion on the very next episode. And I recall when I used to do that at the live shows in Los Angeles. <laughs> What was, how many wins did you get in a row? You were on 10, I think 10, 10 times. <laughs> uh, and it got to the point where I had, I, I, I couldn't come back cause I was going to give birth because I was, I was like, <laughs> I was, it was basically two, like almost two and a half. My last, my last trimester, I did Doug loves movies. That's what I did for fun. So I wasn't, I wasn't partaking in the 420 moment at that time, <laughs> but now I'm not pregnant. So that's a, that's a good thing. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that, yeah, that'll change up your game a little bit. Maybe. Exactly. Like let's you see were, what happens. <laughs> we were doing trivia for two before, but, um, the reason that I, you know, thought of you and asked you to be here, and I'm, I'm grateful that you're available, is because Sam Marill here is on a, a winning streak, and uh, yeah. needs to be stopped. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. And there, are, there are no pregnancies in my future, so look at <laughs> it. So yeah, you're, you're okay. Well, I'm here to, to give it a valiant effort. You know. <laughs> How many, Sam, what's your, what's your, what show is this for you? I think it's my third, but I had done this show a couple of times before and I don't think I lost those either. I'm, I think I'm, I, I think this is my fifth time. Okay. You, have wow. you had, have you had Sam on with, uh, Sam Levine on with this Sam? Uh, no, the Sams have not, uh, not. They haven't not merged yet. That'll yeah. be a moment in the future. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, you know, I wanted to bring in somebody that I wouldn't mind, uh, you know, poss- potentially being around for a while. And of course, you know, the, it's just an offer. You're not obligated to come back again. Sam has been very nice to, to come back three weeks in a row. And today he's even not able to uh, watch the uh, football game for a little while uh, just to be with us. You got to make sacrifices for greatness, Doug, and I'm willing yeah. to do it. And also the score is there's like an 18 point difference at this point or something. 11, 11. It's, oh, it's 11. Okay. Yeah. So it's still an exciting game, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It could end up being exciting. Sure. Uh, so that's that's great. Let us know if anything does happen. Um, from the corrections department, Bad Boys Three is called Bad Boys Four Life. Uh, there is no Bad Boys Four uh, as of yet. So was I right? Does that mean that that you were wrong and I was right on that point? Um, I think so. I mean, you ended up winning anyway, so I guess it didn't affect the outcome. But I was just confused about how many bad boys there were. But also, Bad Boys for Life is is a perfect title for the fourth part. You know, that's you know, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah, they blew it there. <laughs> yeah, like what's what's the next part gonna be called? Bad Boys for Bad Boys Three Life. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Um, also, I forgot to mention last week that uh, Hannah Leader is the daughter of director Mimi Leader, who is, uh, you know, uh, Hollywood royalty, if if you will. So apologies to all the uh, all the leaders. And <laughs> the box office report, it's so depressing because theaters are, you know, mostly not open or, you know, there is some uh, action at the drive-ins. Um but uh, as a result, the number one movie this this weekend was The Marksman for weekend number two. That's the the latest uh, Liam Neeson film, and it made it made two million dollars. The number one movie in the country made two Whoa. nearly two million dollars. So I'm people, happy to people be still here like people. About, what's that? People still like old white guys fucking shit up. That's a, that's a genre that's working for some reason. I, I was watching the, I'm not a big UFC guy, but I was watching the, uh, the fight last night and they did like eight promos for the new Bob Odenkirk movie where he's in. And I'm like, Bob, how many white dudes get a shot at this that were at Bob Odenkirk? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of going back to like, you know, in the seventies, every, uh, you know, very respected, serious actor like Gene Hackman and Dustin Hoffman. You know, they all had their movie where they play, you know, Michael Douglas, where they play the guy that just snaps, you know. Yeah. Just, oh, um, yeah. Goes berserk on everybody. Everybody has their, uh, like, their sort of Death Wish movie where they get re revenge on a bunch of people, which is, yeah. you know. The new movie, Stanley Tucci, has been pushed too far. That's where we're going to get it. <laughs> 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 um, a question I like to ask everybody before we get into the uh, games portion of the show, we'll start with you, Claire, is um, what have you seen lately that you would recommend, uh, you know, movie-wise? It's great if it's something that's streaming that anybody can uh, potentially check out, but that doesn't, you know, there's there's no rules here, just... Uh, just recommend a movie. Okay, well, I I, I recommend this movie, but it, I also recommend watching it a few times. <laughs> oh, okay, wow! Which, so giving us a real. Uh, a I was yeah because I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan, so I was I was super excited for Tenant to come out, and I and it kept getting pushed and pushed, and you know eventually it did come out in the theaters. I did not go to the theaters to see it. I, I was working in Texas, and I could have, and I just kind of was like, I, that's kind of with the whole pandemic thing, I just didn't feel comfortable. So I, but I have, I have watched it several times now and I, I went from thinking it was super confusing to thinking it is crystal clear. And if you watch that movie, Christopher Nolan has a nod to almost every one of his other movies. You like, 
you see like shots that you see in Inception, like the kicking the chair over, except it's used in a different way in this movie. Um, you see like, the, you just recognize so, many, so much cinematography from all his other films. And I, the more I watched it, I think I've seen it like five times now, the more I got out of it each time. So I definitely recommend uh, Tenet. I mean, it sounds like you're just recommending like, you know, that we join a cult while we're just <laughs> watch this Listen, thing over and over uh, you're again. You're not the only one who loves movies. Um, Listen, no. I think I think almost any movie could be, you know, strangely appreciated if someone's forced to watch it repeatedly. I, well, yeah. I mean, I think that the beauty of this one, though, is like the first viewing, there's, it's almost, it's just classic. It's the best Nolan movie I believe because it's just wow. the layers are there. You know, it's like the first time you see it, you pick up on everything and you're kind of, you know, understanding the worlds and what's happening and inversion. And then the second time you see it, there's a whole new layer of uh, eye openingness that happens because you're already aware of the premise and how it's going to play out. So you don't have to focus so much on the plot. You can focus on the story a little bit more. And then the third time you can focus on the characters, which are phenomenal. So that's that's my deep dive into uh, Tenet. Yeah, all right. That's the recommendation. Watch it. You have to plan to see it more than once. I recommend Scientology. Watch it. That's what I... <laughs> I. You know, I haven't seen it yet because, you know, I've felt Christopher Nolan's pain in the sense that, like, Yes. If he, if he wants people to only see it on the big screen, then, then that's how I would prefer to see it myself. Mm. So I haven't uh, broken down and watched it on television. I agree yeah. with you with that. And that, and I really wanted to do that, but I, it, you know, the theaters in LA, unless it is a drive-in, which I don't, I don't really think it's a drive-in type movie. Um, are not open. And then, like I said, when I was working in Texas, I just felt like I'm going to kind of put everybody at risk by going to the movies. So I settled right. on big screen TV. You know, I couldn't wait any longer. Basically, I mean, <laughs> I'm impatient. <laughs> How do you feel about if Christopher Nolan only made movies from now on where the title was a palindrome? Uh, I feel good about that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really good about it. I like when directors have their niche things. Like, that's what I love about Tarantino. He made a stand. He's making this many movies. He's shooting them on film. That's it. It's done. We're not diverting from, you know, I like when people have that sort of, you know, the balls to be like, I'm only doing this. So if he's like, every movie's a palindrome, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Well, then you're in love. This is working out great for you because they just announced Christopher Nolan. He's already got in pre production, Madam, I'm Adam. Ah. <laughs> Love it. Tom Hardy plays both parts. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, right? <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, okay. So Tenant, all right, that's good. It's always nice to hear that I, you know, should continue to like, you know, be excited to uh, to see that movie uh, someday. What's your Absolutely. What's Absolutely. Your latest recommendation, Sam. Uh, yeah, that sounds. I I I want. I, I feel the same way as you, Doug. I, I kind of want to wait to see it in the theaters, but uh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll just watch it. I uh, I, I recommend uh, the Nice Guys. It's on Hulu. I don't have Hulu. I rented it, but uh, it's hilarious. It's uh, Ryan Gosling and and Russell Crowe. Shane Black wrote it. Super fun movie. Just uh, just like a like that like buddy kind of midnight run formula. 
where two guys like kind of can't stand each other, but it's so, so funny. Yeah. And it's got some real, it's got some, you know, interesting turns, you know, throughout and like, like it kind of reminds me of the kind of, you know, a detective TV show from the seventies, yes. like commercial breaks, you know, but, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's funnier and more, uh, more interesting than, than I think people gave it credit for initially, but it, you know, everybody, whenever it comes up is very, uh, very happy about it. Like everybody who's seen it seems to really like it. Yeah, it's got like a kind of like a hint of noir, but then it's also you're right. It's got like almost like a little Rockford Files or like one of those like '70s shows. It it's just a fun it's just a fun time, and and uh, they're both hilarious in it. They're both really good. How how would you rate Russell Crowe in it? Like, because you know he movie to movie. I love him. Very, is he's he's it's yeah, he, good Russell. Yeah, he plays like a like a tough guy, but he's like it opens like a, like a noir where he's like I just had another divorce. Like already you just <laughs> like it's just a fun character out of the gate. He's like a sad tough guy who who collects money for people and hurts them. But yeah, he's he's great. And and he's like the the tough guy, but then uh Gosling is like slapstick in it. It's kind of great. I can't wait. I'm going to watch it. A lot of fun. Yeah, Gosling, I noticed with that movie and La La Land and, um, you know, I'm not sure if there's any others, but I wouldn't be surprised if there were. He likes to do the, um, uh, his entire, like the the too surprised take, like where his entire body does like a spasm <laughs> from being like surprised, like if somebody taps him on the shoulder, he isn't expecting it. <laughs> I feel that he like does that in, in real life, that he just gets a kick out of... Uh, <laughs> overreacting to things without with the entire body yeah yeah and the whoever the, i don't know the name of the young girl who plays his daughter in it but she's so funny and and great it's 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 a good cast yeah she's turned up in stuff since uh like she's like she's legit like she'll be real she's a real actress uh caroline what have you got besides of course 10 minutes to midnight available now on demand. You know, when you brought up Russell Crowe, the first thing, the first place my mind went was possibly his first movie, but one of his first movies in Australia called Proof. He co-starred with uh, Hugo Weaving and it was directed by Jocelyn Morehouse and it's an extraordinary movie and I recommend it to anybody um, because he was young and gorgeous and you could see <laughs> you could see the appeal, you know, just like, just like Mel Gibson in Gallipoli, you know, it's like, wow, I know why this guy's a movie star. And, uh, but it's a cool story. Hugo Weaving plays a blind guy and he goes around throughout his life with a Polaroid camera taking pictures of things. And then he will find someone to tell him what is in the photograph. And then later he'll confirm it with his housekeeper who he doesn't trust to see if she says the same thing <laughs> and she's constantly gaslighting him. So she doesn't tell him the same thing. So it's a big mind fuck. And then Russell Crowe walks into the story and then it turns into a totally different thing. But Jocelyn Morehouse, amazing director, um, is an amazing movie. If you ever have, if you can find it, I don't know where you find it, but uh, the movie I watched the other night that I love and it's a movie I did in Dallas in 1985. I played Girl in Truck. 
<laughs> but the movie itself, it's enjoying this amazing resurgence. Um, the legend of Billie Jean. Oh, it's yeah. got a real social justice theme. She's beautiful. She's extraordinary. She cuts her hair short like Joan of Arc. It's got a, it's got a Pat Benatar score and some Billy Idol and a, I mean, it's just this, is this really great eighties? It's so classically eighties, yeah. you know. And it's such a and, trip. It's such a trip that uh, Helen Slater and Christian Slater uh, star in it together, and they they aren't related. Not related, but Christian Slater's mother. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Jo Slater, the casting director. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I won't say any more about that, but you know <laughs> what I'm saying. Um, anyway, that was his first film. And um, he, he, he was hijinking. He was hijinking on that set. Um, <laughs> and Keith Gordon was gorgeous. Those giant chocolate brown eyes like a beagle. And... It's a great freaking movie. And my boys got turned on to it by somebody else. My two sons, they watched it. They loved it. It's still pretty contemporary, on. except for the phone situation. Right. But Peter Coyote, <laughs> awesome. Anyway. Yeah, no, the, the message is the same for that movie. It still resonates, you know, it still makes sense. Fair is fair. Yeah. Fair is fair, man. And uh, and also, I think that uh, that that song is really held up. The Pat Benatar song, the Invincible uh, song. Yeah, she's got a whole. She's got like two or three hits on that soundtrack. It's pretty impressive. Now, I want to mention though that when you're looking for the movie Proof, that do not confuse it with the movie where uh, Proof of Life. Were you going to say? No, that's no, another Bruce? one. Proof of Life is also... That's another Russell Crowe one. That's a turd, that movie. Well, I was uh, going to say, don't mix it up with the Proof starring uh, Gwyneth Paltrow as a, uh, a math genius. Mm. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you can't possibly confuse them. <laughs> All right. Those are great recommendations, though. Tenet and Night oh, yeah. and Proof... Um, Go find those movies and check them out. And we're going to play some games after these messages. We'll be right back. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We're back. <laughs> our, I had told you to be quick. Our first game that we're going to play today is called uh, ABCD's Nuts. It's a uh, spelling game. I don't know if, uh, Claire, if you've ever played this game before, but basically the idea is I'm going to take a word and we're going to go through letter by letter in that word. Well, I'm just going to ask each of you. Uh, you know, taking turns. We'll we'll start off in uh, in alphabetical order. So we'll go uh, Claire, and then Sam, and then Caroline. And whatever letter I give you, just name a movie that begins with that letter. And you get to stay in if you name any movie that begins with that letter. But if you match the movie that I've written down already, if you figure out the theme that's going on, mm. and you match me, then you win the whole game automatically right there. 
Oh God, this is like complicated. So, so matching matching you by what clues do you give? You, are you I'll giving give a clue? You is a letter, and then after you hear a few of the answers, you might get an idea what the, the theme is. Okay going to be well, what we're going to spell in honor of uh, 10 minutes to midnight and caroline being here we're going to spell the word midnight so the first letter is m and it goes to claire so claire all you got to do is name any movie that begins with the letter m uh okay um Hold on. <laughs> Memento. <laughs> I'm like, it's right there. Memento. Isn't it weird how much harder it is than you think? Like, you think, oh, any movie begins with them, sure. And then- it's also a funny movie that takes you a second. You're like, oh, yeah, that's all about forgetting shit. That movie. Right. And Nolan. So I'm like, <laughs> it all ties in. <laughs> oh, I've already thought of a Christopher Nolan that begins with them. <laughs> so it's my turn? No, no. It's, it's Claire, right? So what do I do? Keep keep movie. Keep no, did saying, you say a movie begins with M? Memento. Oh, you did. Okay, Memento. All right. It's got two M's. That's not what I wrote down, though. Okay. What I wrote down was Midnight Run. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I gotcha. All right, I is the next letter, and that goes to you, Sam. So name any movie begins with I, but keep in mind the first answer was Midnight Run. Um. Damn. Into the Wild? No, I wrote, but just close. I wrote In Time. Gotcha. In Time. So now, Caroline, the next letter is D. Just name any movie begins with D. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. This is hard. <laughs> There's you know, a million movies that begin with D. Um... Take your time. But I don't want to take too much time. Um, Oh, gosh. Die, die, my darling. (laughs) I'm just hoping you're into camp. Begin with the letter D. Very good. Uh, I wrote down desperate hours. Which is a great movie too. Back to back to Claire, and then the uh, uh, ready. It's N, right? N, yeah. Nine to five. Right there, in Doug Benson's scrawl, it says <laughs> nine to five. That is correct. Damn. I knew it. <laughs> you did it. You did it. Uh, then I went on to go with uh, Ice Age, Dawn of the Dinosaurs, Gone in sixty seconds, High Noon. And three ten to Yuma. Yep, time. It was all time. Time. Time well references. Uh, what, what was the What was the second one again? They picked. The second one was a movie called In Time. Right, gotcha. Oh. Yeah. Mm. It was who was in? It was uh, Rachel McAdams. I think, or was it Amanda Seyfried? I get those. The they're, they're, those two are. <laughs> they're both no. in time travel movies. Mm. I think. Oh yeah, I think, I think it's, it's Rachel. Rachel McAdams. It's Rachel. Yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. some of it. A girl I dated made me watch it, and I could tell I was not feeling it, and uh, yeah. and showed me mercy. 
Yeah, that guy Donald Gleason is in it, I think, and he's he's likable, but it, it, he gets a little annoying in that movie because he uses his, you know, time traveling to to uh, you know, gives him a, a sense of power and he becomes a dick. Yeah, <laughs> sounds familiar. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. They like they start off to using it for evil, and then they figure out that how, you know to go the other way, and then there's a happy ending, like you know, like Groundhog Day. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, congratulations. See, this is why I brought. Uh, that's why I gave the call to Claire <laughs> Kramer because she comes in and takes care of business uh, when there's a bully like Sam around. <laughs> <laughs> but i like sam so sam i automatically like you a lot so thank you uh, but yeah, that, was, uh, that was excellent excellent work claire what have you been up to as far as um you said you were shooting something in texas because that's something you can tell us about yeah i was actually i was working um i've i have i have this whole new side of my career doug where i uh I interview a lot of people. I've, I have been doing this at not only, for example, panels in Hall H or Ballroom, you know, G at San Diego Comic-Con or Ballroom B, whatever it is, uh, but I've been going around the country with different conventions and interviewing casts. And I actually took this job where, since there's been a pandemic, obviously there's no Comic-Cons, but Six Flags in Texas wanted to do a month-long horror-themed event where they brought in horror guests and we worked i basically worked at six flags for a month on mm -hmm. stage in this amphitheater interviewing these amazing horror film stars so it was really fun and different and it was so nice to be back in that environment you know because i think all of us kind of miss that well annoying question did you get to go on any of the rides i did and i had security so i, I got to go in the back entrance and go oh, on the rides amazing. Their, their rides are like legit, you know? I feel like Six Flags, you know, and they're partners with DC Comics, obviously. So it's like the Superman and the Wonder Woman and, you know, their rides are no joke. Like Disney, Disney rides are great, fun and sort of like interesting. But these were like the old school roller coasters whip you around, like you get off and you're like, ah, I have a massive headache, but that was so fun. Yeah, they got some insane ones, and they just keep getting, you know, bigger and longer and faster. Totally. Like, the Wonder Woman was definitely the craziest. <laughs> yeah, and again, they get weird, too, because, like, I know, like, Hit Magic Mountain in here in uh, north of L.A., they um, uh, ha have, like, this one area that they keep, you know, they keep trying to put a ride there, but there's just not enough space for an actual roller coaster, so instead it's just one of those tiny rides, but that's also fast and really messy. Yes. <laughs> And it's like a different, you know, every time, every year you go there, they got a different ride in that spot because they just haven't really cracked it yet. Yeah. No, I have season passes to the Six Flags here. I love it. <laughs> uh, I remember when it was the Sarajevo bobsleds where you like really in like this bobsled that, that slid around and it felt so uh, incredibly unsafe. Mm. Um, all right. So, Claire, since uh, you won that game, you get to go first in our next and uh, deciding game okay. of the day. And we're going to play that right after this break. We'll be right back. No flipping. There's something magical about unboxing. 
When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. We're back, and we're about to play a game that's going to determine our uh, quote-unquote winner today. How are you feeling so far, Caroline Williams, first-time guest? Has it been too much pressure? (laughs) Well, I mean, everybody's experienced, but the great thing is, is I can pay, I'm, I'm listening to what they're doing and I, that's how you learn how to play games. So, yeah. Yeah, you're learning from the best right now. Yeah. Returning champion, Sam Morrill and <laughs> lifetime champion, Claire Kramer. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> <laughs> hey Claire also let me ask you this real quick does it feel like uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is getting a new a new wind like there's new excitement about it lately it, yeah it's really interesting because I think one of the questions I've gotten the most over you know the last two decades is like when is there going to be another Buffy what are they doing is there going to be another Buffy what's happening um, and the answer is always you know I don't know and I would probably be the last to know <laughs> But it, the fandom seems to have had a resurgence. Um, it, it was officially Buffy Summer's birthday, 40th birthday, the other week. And, like, honestly, I feel like we have 10 times as many fans as we did back when the show was actually on the air. So I think people have passed it on to, like, their gener- the next generation, and the next generation is now, like, fully activating as fandom. So it's really, it's fun. Yeah. I thought there was going to be a reboot. There's the always show. those rumors and they've been announced a couple times over the years. It's been announced most recently, I think like four or five years ago, but it, it's not, you know, happening. Right yeah. Now. They keep acting like it's gonna, but uh, they're, they're not, uh, they're not there yet, but um, you know, that's, that's sort of great for everybody involved. I think just cause when they do get around to it, I think it will be, uh, I think people will be, uh, super into it just because of the new generations that are into the old show. Yeah, I think as long as they keep, you know, they need to keep Sarah involved, whether she's, you know, come becomes like into the watcher position, uh, you know, as long as she's involved with the show, it to some capacity, then I think it could be really successful and it will, it will stay true to its originality um, with her in there. Have you, Claire, watched uh, Ted Lasso? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I love it so much. I was so excited when Giles showed up on Ted Lasso. I know, I was too. And then he was like this, you know, kind of evil guy. I, th- that show is beyond 
funny and so quotable. I love like, you know, have a memory of a goldfish. It's like 10 second memory. And I say that to my kids all the time. I'm like, you can be fighting, but remember what Ted Lasso says, have the memory of a goldfish. <laughs> I hear that show is amazing, but it's on Apple, right? I feel like I, I do I have to, how many streamers do I have to get? There's you like have to get them all. Oh my God. Well, I'll so many. Uh, Apple is in a weird position right now because they have found, because they just really don't have that much product on there. No. There's a lot of people doing the free trial, watching everything and then bouncing, you know, because yeah. they felt like, you know, they got five or six shows that are all really good. Like they, they put good stuff on there, but there's not enough of it to justify staying with them. They don't, they hardly ever add anything, you know, but. Right. Um, no, just when you said that, I was like, oh, I could do a free trial and leave. So that's a yeah. <laughs> That's what people are doing. They do the free trial, watch, you know, watch Mythic Quest and. Uh, oh, yeah. I saw a couple of those. It was funny. Morning Show and Ted Lasso. I mean, Ted Lasso is just. It's, I, it's just, just the best. sporting because it's like, I don't care about, you know, I didn't want to watch a show about a, a soccer coach, you know, and it's it's just so it's so beyond that. It's so, so good. Yeah, that's how I originally, it came to my attention because my sons both play club soccer. So I was like, oh, well, this is, and then I'm like, oh, this has nothing to do with soccer, but it's amazing. We're watching it. <laughs> yeah, and it has enough to do with soccer that people that, that like they it. enjoy Plus, it, yeah. excited to see that, but it's not, you know, it's kind of like the chess in Queen's Gambit. It's yeah. Like, you don't have to know anything about soccer to, to get what, what what's happening and why it matters. You know? That's what good shows do. Even with like, I don't care about soccer either, but I've seen a few soccer documentaries that blew my mind. So, I mean, uh, if, it, if it's good, it's good, right? I mean, it's, it's beyond that. One of the best soccer movies, Goal. Have you, you guys have, have Doug, you know that movie? Oh, it's not called no. Goal. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fantastic, if you want like intro to soccer movies, watch that. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. It's, it's amazing. All right. So we're going to play one more game today. And um, Claire gets to go first. And um, yeah, we'll keep the, uh, keep the same order, essentially. And uh, the game is called Old McDonald. And what happens is I'll name a movie. I'll go to you, you know, one at a time with these. I'll name a movie. You tell me if it features the acting of Macaulay Culkin, Donald Sutherland, or neither. McCulkin. Macaulay Culkin. McCulkin. McCulkin. Uh, Donald Sutherland, or neither. And we start with Claire. If she misses, then Sam gets a shot. And if Sam misses, then Caroline gets a gimme. Third remaining answer. <laughs> and then we just rotate from there so everybody should get a nice chance uh, to get some points. Claire? Mm hmm. <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous. We're never, no, we're close to my turn. I'm nervous. Macaulay <laughs> uh, Culkin, Donald Sutherland, or neither, in a movie called Party Monster. Macaulay Culkin. That is correct. Macaulay Culkin is correct. Sam. And he's good in it, actually. I, I knew that one. I don't know a lot of Macaulay Culkin, but I, I, I knew that one. Sure. <laughs> well, we'll see where you're at on these next ones. How about Donald Sutherland? Are you familiar with him? A little bit. 
He's been in a lot of. Movies. I know he is. I mean, he's yeah. a great actor. I don't. I don't feel like I know his body of work as well. You know, as yeah, probably not. Honestly, I couldn't tell you what brand it is, but he's the voice of some orange juice. He was a. He did the voice in a really great Simpsons episode. Uh, I think it was Lisa, the iconoclast. Hmm. Sam. Mm-hmm. Culkin, Donald, neither. A movie called See You in the Morning. Jeez. I have no idea. I'm going to guess it and go Sutherland. That is incorrect. Damn it. Caroline. Oh, shit. <laughs> Between Macaulay Culkin or neither, the movie is called See You in the Morning. Well... I'm going to say neither. I'm sorry. That is incorrect. It's a Macaulay Culkin ah! movie. Claire? It's Macaulay Culkin. Are you sure? Yes. Like I like him. <laughs> like to lock in that answer. <laughs> All right. Claire gets another point. Back to you, Sam. Oh, boy. The film is It's called Jacob's Ladder. Right. I'm going Sutherland. That is incorrect. Oh, my God. Caroline, you got another shot at it here. Same neither. Last time, Macaulay neither. Or neither. You're saying neither? I'm saying neither. That is incorrect. Oh, you can't be serious. I thought I knew that movie. Clara? I was going through the cast in my head. Uh... Oh my god. <laughs> Do you it's forget Ma which one's left over? Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> my my go-to. <laughs> my guy. My my pal. Macaulay Culkin. <clears throat> um, according to IMDB, he is in Jacob's Ladder uncredited. Ooh, wow. that's a that was a good one. Why wow. I'm getting destroyed by my lack of Donald Sutherland knowledge here. And yeah. I know Donald Sutherland. He's just I'm 63 years old. Yeah. I know Donald freaking Sutherland. You know, he's in all of the uh all of the Hunger Games movies. He's the Yeah. The evil overlord or whatever whatever his position is. I'm not sure what they call him. He was in The Undoing. Fantastic. Oh, right. I haven't seen The Undoing. I heard mixed things, but you you're pro do you, are you uh Undoing mm -hmm. Stan? Caroline? I'm, I'm, oh gosh, I don't want to mess anything up, but I'm kind of, a, I'm, I'm beginning stages of undoing. Yeah, yeah. People, beginning people stages of undoing. Trying to find the ending, they had troubles with the end. Probably. A little undone at the end. <laughs> well, <laughs> what, what were you expecting? It's right there in the Right? <laughs> I expected not something dramatic. So. <laughs> I really did, and it was just completely by. It's like, how could you have such a predictable ending? This is a dull, unimaginative ending. Maybe they had to remain true to a novel or something. I have no idea. But the performances along the way make it work. You know, you'd recommend totally, totally. They tell a suspenseful story. You know, it keeps you on the edge of your seat. It keeps you tuning in on Sunday night, being there in real time. 
I was there, man. And then, and then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Claire's running away with this thing. She's got, uh, she's got three points. And Dude. Sam gets the first crack at this next one. Uh, I'm like nervous now. Hit me. <laughs> the Page Master. That's Macaulay Culkin. That is correct. Sam I mean, had some of a childhood, I guess. Boy. Jesus. Sam got one. That's finally. Page Master is kind of like a, a kid's movie, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Like he was in, uh, like, kind of transitioning. Like he was supposed to be, like, in his early teens, I guess. And he was. Those like, were those awkward years that, yeah. yeah. Which is a shame because, like, you know, that, that was the thing about him is he was so, um, you know, kind of like an adult in a kid's body was sort of like the joke with him. So then once he, you know, actually started growing up and what, you know, it didn't, wasn't. The his... same thing with Haley Joe Osmond, right? Right. Oh. But then he, what was that show he uh, did where he was really good, really? He's in a ton of things. What is like, the show? Like Silicon Valley? Working like yeah. crazy. Yeah. He was in, uh, he was in Kidding briefly. He was in, uh, 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 Oh, he was in, um, are you thinking Kaminsky Method? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's great on that, too. Yeah, he's a good dude. He comes by here. I'll uh, try to line it up so you guys can. Uh, oh, yeah. I would love to play with him. <laughs> but for now, Sam has one point. He's on the board. And Caroline gets to go first on this next one. Oh, God. Donald Sutherland or Macaulay Culkin or neither in a movie called The Wrong Ferrari. I am not even familiar with that movie. I don't think anybody is or should be <laughs> uh, familiar with The Wrong Ferrari, but who do you think, you know, if you had to guess, does that sound like something either of those two gentlemen would be, participate in or maybe... Or maybe this isn't either. I mean, if it was if it was Ford versus Ferrari, you know, I, I've got the cast down. But <laughs> you know, the wrong Ferrari. I'm just gonna say, I'm gonna say, neither. I love you know. I appreciate you making a guess. That I feel terrible that <laughs> the guess is wrong. But uh, thank you for for trying, Claire. <laughs> Is it Donald or Mac? It's Mac. Incorrect. Sam. I'm going to go with Donald Sutherland here. You know, I just have a hunch. Correct. I don't know how you do it, but you got that one right. <laughs> Sam now has two points. Maybe this is going to work. Maybe Caroline's going to be a spoiler to help Sam. Still <laughs> pass. Claire. Caroline, are you ready? I want to get you on the board. Let's. I'm ready. Let's think. About I'm ready. What? Which uh, okay, wait, two? Doug. Doug. Yeah. Wrong Ferrari. Yeah. Adam Green directed it. Macaulay's in it. Wait. What? Adam Green. Wait, you're looking stuff up while we're playing a trivia. No, game? I just. But I knew this movie because I know Adam, so I just pulled it up, and he's in it. And I said Donald Sutherland is in it? Yeah. And it's a Mac? I, wrote, I just wrote it down wrong, I guess. Are both of them in it? 
because no, I don't know, but I am friends with Adam. Beautiful. I love Adam, and I remember when he made this movie. Well, that's amazing. The, you you caught it. The, good job. That's some that's some uh, live fact checking right there. Wow. Um, so, but well, if I didn't cool? know Adam so who well, I wouldn't wrong? have known this. <laughs> who got it wrong? I got it right. Right. Oh, so you have so you have four, and Sam has one. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Sam. Look, this I changes think she's the narrative. Beyond the, I think she's beyond the range of defeat, man. <laughs> I think so as well. <laughs> Don't look up any more stuff because now people are su suspicious. Of you. No, I'm not. I'm not looking anything up, but I know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I have my camera on, so I, I couldn't, you know, type I mean, at the same time. You're cheating. I get it. <laughs> um, this one goes to Caroline. Oh. And I, I hope I wrote this down right. Which one of those? Well, we will check. Or neither <laughs> is in Jack the Hero Dog. My God. I know, right? My I'm actually God. glad I don't know this. <laughs> that's, is that's this one of those Golden Retriever movies that talks? Your brain than that. That everybody I'm going to keep sticking with my standard answer. I'm going to play this freaking answer. I'm going to work it into the ground, man. Okay. I'm going to auger it into the ground like a passenger biplane. You know? Neither. That's incorrect, but let me ask you this. <laughs> <laughs> um where did somebody, at what point did they get the idea to cast you in, in 10 Minutes to Midnight as a, a DJ? Was that something that you uh, wanted to do and you, you, you pursued? Because you do have a great DJ voice uh, slash personality. Well, it was actually, it was kind of a happy accident and a very generous gift, frankly, because uh, Barbara Crampton was first, uh, first offer. And she couldn't do it. She had to go produce Castle Freak. And so she told the director, Caroline Williams would be great for this. And it would be very meta, you know, since she was in Chainsaw 2 and then this. And, and it could be, you know, it could be cool. And I changed my look a lot. And, you know, um, yeah. So that's how that one, that's how that happened. All right. Yeah. I mean, those that. weird Hollywood stories actually do happen. I can't wait to watch it tonight. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's huge fun. And I have to say, for a woman my age who is looking for leads, it's not like they're looking for women my age to play leads in movies necessarily. But the role is, is perfect. It was a perfect fit for me. Barbara was right. It's a perfect fit for me. And um, the guys who, the two brothers who wrote it, and uh, Eric and Carson Bloomquist. It's a really incredible script and it doesn't go the places where horror typically goes. And that's one of the things that was rewarding about it. It's awesome. I love it. That answer is correct. I can't give you any points for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think, Claire? Uh, what was the name of the movie again? Jack the Hero Dog. Okay. I don't know this movie, but I think I all I can picture is like those movies where the golden retrievers are like they make them they make their lips all move, you know, like they're 
you know, like they're yeah. talking and, and it, they're, but they're real dogs. And I feel like you were talking about old white guys. I feel like old white guys always voice in those movies, like Tom Arnold and <laughs> Donald Sutherland. So I'm going to go without knowing to Donald Sutherland. <laughs> you know, I don't think your uh, reasoning lines up at all with the. <laughs> It's a great answer, though. Arrived at the correct answer. Yeah, Donald Sutherland is correct. (laughs) Jack the Hero Dog. I don't even. Don't look now. When did I miss that one? Hero Dog. I'm glad that none of us have heard of this movie. I feel like we've oh. all li- we've all led richer lives for not a. Uh, I mean, I know Beethoven for a dog movie. That's like right. kind of the go-to dog movie, or you know, obviously, you know, Lassie as a show, but um, or Where the Red Fern Grows. But that's like the end of my dog movie knowledge. <laughs> Old Yeller. Old Beethoven Yeller. was the Disney animal yeah. as human movies. Oh, yeah. They were always fantastic. An old yeller, you laugh, you cry, your life has changed. Old yeller, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the thing is these actors, they have a lot of credits, so they have some very uh, unusual titles and uh, movies that people uh, They're a dog. remember, even though they do have <laughs> odd titles. Uh, Sam, are you ready? Uh, no, but I'm, I'm down. <laughs> Which one of those dudes or neither was in Billion Dollar Brain? I mean, oh my God! I feel These like I'm so obscure. I feel like I have titles. a twenty dollar brain. I have no idea. How about uh, <laughs> hmm, billion dollar brain? I'm gonna go neither. <laughs> That's incorrect. Caroline, of course it is. I don't know why. I don't, has there been a neither yet? All right, Caroline. Neither is taken, so you can't say neither. You have to choose. I can't say it. Oh, Macaulay Culkin and Donald Sutherland. Which one was in Billion Dollar Brain? That's a movie. You know. Wait. What'd you say? It's, you cut out for a second. Is we go with Macaulay Culkin. Sorry, that is incorrect. Oh! <laughs> Man! I put makeup on for this, dude. <laughs> Me too. I know you can't see my face, but I'm also wearing makeup right yes. now. So I feel humiliated. You got all pretty for a uh, audio-only podcast. <laughs> and, and then have to get every single answer wrong. I mean... It's kind of, it's almost like you should be doing that thing where you could coach somebody and just whatever you suggest, they do the opposite and then they could, you know, they could win that way. That's going to be my movie. But you know what? I'm going to go ahead and call this one. I'm going to say that Claire, you are the winner. Um, you were an excellent example of the game for me. Well, it was, it, it, I got to say, I'm still excited, Doug. I still love doing your show. <laughs> Even though I suck. Oh, no. no. Look, Doug, I respect it. I, w- I was getting cocky. You brought in a hired assassin. She took care of business. Nothing bad I can say. Congratulations, Claire. Oh, Sam, I you are so sweet. And I had so much fun. That first game, I've never played that first game. That was really fun. The midnight where you had to figure out the theme. I like that. Oh, yeah. And I had a great answer. <laughs> yeah. My great answer, M by 
Fritz Lang, 1931, starting the Olympic. So Claire, can you come back on, uh, there, we're doing a special uh, midweek, we're taping a show on Thursday. Yep, I can come back. Yay! <laughs> Woo! All right, Claire Kramer's going to be back. But in the meantime, Claire, what would you like people to uh, look out for? What are your plugs? Okay, well, funny enough, after my own personal podcast hiatus, I am launching a new podcast in April um, with Roddenberry Entertainment. And my co-host is David Magadoff from The Morning Show uh, and HQ Trivia, if anybody ever got obsessed with that. And it's called Fanatics. And we basically bring on guests and we talk about what they're fanatical about. So for example, um, Tony Hale came on and talked about his love of indoor malls. And, you know, Greg Grumburn came on and talked about his love of Ford Bronco trucks. So it's taking, you know, people, you know, and talking about something totally different than their career. So it's really fun. Love it. Thank you for being here. We'll talk about it some more on the next episode. Woohoo! Uh, Sam Morrill, the special is still called... It's up on the, we got up on the roof, uh, on YouTube and we got, which is a, my pandemic comedy special on random roofs of, uh, New York city, Brooklyn, Manhattan, all over. Wow. And then we also have, uh, I got this, which is also last year, which is a comedy special. It's on comedy central's YouTube channel. Both are free. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I think everybody that's listening since you were champion for three weeks, I think that they, uh, you know, they've all checked it out. And the work here is done for now. Let me know the next time you have uh, another special. Caroline Williams. Thank you for having me on, Doug. I am so sorry I suck. Um, <laughs> well, that's, you know, I mean, you're here to promote a vampire film, so that's perfect. You did not suck. You were perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're awesome. I didn't get a single freaking point, man. Where's the best place to, where do you direct people to go to see the film 10 Minutes to Midnight? Apple TV, iTunes, uh, Amazon, um, On Demand, Vudu, Hulu. It, it's, it seems to be everywhere. Everyone's got it. It's like, I believe the price point is in like the $6 range right now. So uh, no reason not to check it out this Yeah. Time and get those numbers up uh, nice and high so we can uh, we need algorithms for uh, <laughs> Caroline Williams and uh, you know new horror horror movies are awesome and an incredible ensemble cast I have to brag on our yeah. cast we were all I mean, it was great to talk about what happens with the actors in the movie but it's pretty cool thank you thank and you very much <sighs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, I will be taking part of uh, Festpocalypse, which is the online version of SF Sketchfest, the annual event that I usually do Douglas movies uh, in person in front of an audience. So it's you know, all going to be done virtually in one big, huge show. That's on January 30th. Go to sfsketchfest.com to try to uh, get tickets to that. And as always... Well, I don't know. What are the hours? Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart.